mindset is the habit of thinking right. Um, and so having the right mental uh, view of the world really determines everything else. All the lessons that dad taught me, this was number one, that my input controls everything. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Today, we go through the habits of, well, hey, if Zig Ziggler is the king of successful habits, then Tom Ziggler, his son, must be the crown prince. Tom is renowned for answering a candid question given him on stage at a presentation. question was, what is the fastest way to success? And he replied, well, replace a bad habit with a good habit. Straightforward and radically profound. So today we talk through the seven spokes on the Ziegler Wheel of Life and here, Tom Ziegler's daily habits for success. Such things as he has reverted to a low-carb diet. His first meal of the day is lunch. Uh, he commits to seven hours of sleep per night, feels it's what fuels his willpower. He writes one sentence per day to his daughter. They're his reflections, and he's going to give it to her as a Christmas gift. Every day starts off with his two chairs. Uh, he takes a minute to talk to God in that other chair, and then he listens for four minutes to hear back from the Lord. Then he re- spends the rest of his time filling his mind with uplifting material. Big surprise there, eh? And transformation in his, is his word for the year, for himself personally, his life, his family, and for the Ziegler Corporation. Well, hey, before we start, here are some great resources we want to share with you. Okay, folks, here then I bring you Tom Ziegler's habits for his success. All right, Tom, since the inception of this habits show where we walk with our guests through the seven spokes on the Ziegler wheel of life, we haven't done years yet. How remiss is that of me? So we're going to go through and see what Tom Ziegler, son of Zig Ziegler does for the daily habits. You ready, brother? I'm ready. Okay. So number one, physical, tell us about the, uh, the struggles and the daily habits for success you're doing for the physical spoke. Well, I'm, as uh, a lot of listeners know, I'm kind of an intellectual engineer. I study things too much sometimes. And so I've, I know the physical stuff. I know what to do. It's a matter of doing it. Uh, December 26th of 2017, I made a decision to go super low carb. And boy, has that paid off for me. My body doesn't like carbs. Uh, and I'm doing great uh, on that process. So my habits are... I just uh, don't have the bad habit of eating empty processed carbohydrates. No sugar, no bread, no pasta. Uh, Somebody out there saying that's no fun. Uh, But actually it is. It's a lot of fun when you feel good and have energy. And the second thing, a habit that I've done is about five days a week, including today, uh, my first meal will be at lunch. So intermittent fasting has has been a big help for me my i don't know my clarity goes up uh when my body gets into like 14 hours in a row without any food i don't know if anybody else experiences that but those are two of the 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 physical habits that i have i always strive for at least seven hours of sleep every night uh as part of that because sleep is to me that's the willpower zone when i have sleep i got willpower Okay. How about 
family. And I know you are all about family. What are the consistent things you do? And I know you're also benefited recently. Well, I don't know. It hasn't been super recently, but your, your daughter off to school is now back, uh, more so in the fold, more part of your daily life, I think. So what are you guys doing to keep healthy on the family side? On the family side, uh, of course, we we have a lot of meals together. We mainly eat at home. Uh, Alexandra, my daughter, uh, is working with us now uh, with my with our partner Howard Partridge, who runs all of our small business coaching. And so, what a blessing to have a friend, a partner, and a mentor to me also be kind of the the boss, the coach, the leader, the the, the manager for my daughter. So it's, it's the best of both worlds. Uh, one of the things that is a secret. Um, so hopefully Alexandra won't, won't listen to this episode. <laughs> uh, but I started something kind of cool. I learned it on the essentialism, uh, podcast that you, that we did right. together. And, uh, he talked about keeping a one sentence journal every day. So I started writing one sentence a day in a journal to Alexandra, talking about what I was thinking about, uh, our conversation from the previous day. And I'm going to give it to her on Christmas. Uh, it's going to be a gift. So, um, And I have to tell you that I enjoy uh, writing that. It's one of the things I look forward to. So that is, it's, tech, it's a habit of reflection, right? What, what can I share with my daughter that will live on beyond me? And as I write these things out, it reminds me of things that I can do and say the next day. So that's an intentional habit that I have there. Okay. Well, you mentioned um, essentialism. Yeah, we did. We interviewed Greg McEwen probably been three or four months ago. So folks, as you're listening, if you scroll back, uh, yeah, maybe a few months, three, three to four months in shows, you'll find that incredible. And I've heard so many people testify to that show that we did with him on essentialism, you know, and I do remember him talking about that. It was his grandfather's one who gave nothing and the other who he got this wisdom from. Uh, that's a great, I might, I mean, I, I may need to, I need to start doing that for my kids. One sentence per day. Um, love that. I've always remembered. You remember the old book, uh, the little book of secrets. What was that? What it's called? The guy wrote for his son. Um, gosh, it was something like that. That was a big book back when it came back, just wisdom that he gave to his son. I thought what an incredibly intentional, beautiful thing to give to our kids. Well, next one, the third spoke mental, uh, which as you know, man, you can't do that stinking thinking and, uh, got to keep our <laughs> mental edge. What do you do in that realm, Tom? <laughs> yeah. Well, mindset is the habit of thinking, right. Um, and so having the right mental, uh, view of the world really determines everything else of all the lessons that dad taught me. This was number one, that my input controls everything. And so that is my habit to intentionally put the right input in. So every day I start off with uh, meditation, devotional, reading, listening to the positive, the powerful, the informative, the educational, the uplifting, the inspirational material so that I can keep my mindset right. Uh, if you don't do that intentionally, I just have to tell you, the inputs we get from the world is overwhelmingly not positive. If we just let the TV run, the radio run, the conversation that at lunch run with, you know, with friends or strangers or coworkers, it's generally not positive. You have to select the right kind of people. And so I start every day doing that, putting the right stuff in. 
You know, I'm, I'm going to ask a question. I'm just interested and curious, uh, personally, but you, obviously you've got lots of, lots of input from your dear father, but with all the other people, is there someone or some ones that you tend to revert to, um, pretty consistently as far as other, you know, authors, speakers, presenters? Uh, that's a great question. I, I read Seth Godin every day. Uh, he has a, he has a blog. I think he's on like day 9 million or something that he's released it every day in a row. Uh, and he's just, he's just got a, a, a different take on the world. That's just so wise. Uh, I read, uh, I've have a devotional that I go back to regularly, which is Oswald Chambers, man, what, what great, uh, lessons there. Uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, I really like all of his work. So there's several that I go to. Uh, I, I listen to this, some guy named Dan Miller every now and then, uh, his, I've heard of yeah, him. his, his podcast is, it's just such inspirational stories around entrepreneurs and that's yeah. our core market. Um, and so hearing, you know, his kind of in the weeds advice a lot of times is, is really powerful. And, and I like Dave Ramsey. Um, and in fact, I'll, uh, Every now and then I'll just pop Dave in because I know I'm going to get, he's going to tell me one of seven things. And so I wonder which one it's going to be. All right. Okay. Next, next one. Uh, Speaking of Dave financial, tell us about the financial spoke. Ah, the financial spoke. Well, um, there's, there's two points to this and I love it. Uh, And of course I could probably repeat Dave Ramsey on all this stuff, but you know, first you gotta you gotta quit digging the hole, right? You gotta stop doing the things that are getting you in trouble. And of, of course, the, my theme, my my philosophy is uh, the fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. And I think in general, most people have more bad habits in the financial area than anything else. Uh, and that is, is they there's not a plan for their money. They don't have a budget. They don't know where it's going to go. And so I was blessed. My wife, Chachas, is, she's incredible. She manages the financial aspect. We do it together, but she, she's always got it lined out in a way that I look at it and I go, man, I can't do better than that. So that's the first thing is know where your money's going and know every dollar has a name, right? And so you make sure that it, it goes to that. Um, then, what do you want for the future? What do you want your money to do for you? And that's where the dreams get involved. So we talk about having the right kind of budget, making sure you're put in the right place. And then second, what are the dreams that you have for your money? And when you start putting financial things and dreams together, that is when it really uh, does. So I've got this dream house that I'm building out in my brain and that's what we're working on, working towards. And where does that exist? Look, it's in the mountains. Yeah. Beautiful. In fact, uh, all you need is a trout stream uh, about 100 yards from where you are now, and it pretty much be pretty close to being it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mentioned, I think it was in our previous show, uh, I mentioned Glenwood Springs. And we, I love where we live here in Woodland Park, Colorado. But uh, Glenwood is enticing. It's lower elevation, surrounded by mountains. And, yeah, rivers and streams all over the place. So we may have to uh, visit together. All right, next one, spiritual. Tom, what are you doing spiritually in your daily habits? The, 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 the spiritual, I kind of mentioned it in the mental because uh, I cheat. Um, I ask myself, and I really – 
I said, okay, of all the parts of life, which, you know, the spokes on the wheel that we're going through, which one do you do first? And I actually, mm. I actually determined that I do mental first and then I do spiritual because I believe your input controls everything, which is a mental activity. And then I cheated, Kevin. I, the first input I have is the spiritual. And so on the spiritual, first thing in the morning, I always start with uh, a practice I learned from Bob Bodine, who's been on our podcast as well, called Two Chairs. And my spiritual every day is I get up, I have two chairs, one for me, one for God. And I ask God three questions. God, do you know what's going on? And he's God, of course he does. Number two, God, are you big enough to handle it? Yeah, absolutely. He's God, right? He can handle anything. And three, what's the plan? And that's where I listen. And boy, Kevin, I, I struggle with this. It is hard to keep your mind quiet. And the goal is, is four minutes, right? Talk to him for one minute, listen for four, 80% listen. That's what I do. And Bob has, you know, we, we eat all the time and we hang out. And, and this is one of the things that Bob says. He encourages a lot of people hey, you know what? You spend all your time reading what other people say about God. Why don't you just sit down with him yourself? And that just makes so much sense to me. So I still read about what other people think about God, devotionals. I'm a big fan of those. But that's my spiritual habit right now is to start with, God, what do you got for me? You know, straight, straight line, straight line. Okay. Yes, that two chairs that is powerful. But I like that you even give that concept. Talk for or talk for a minute, uh, pursue God for a minute, and four minutes be quiet. That's something we can all do because I'm in the same place. It's so hard to get my mind to be quiet and listen, waiting upon the Lord. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. All right, next one is career, and I know you've had a a uh, already a long career there at Ziegler gone through a lot of changes and just wondering what are the, what are the guiding principles that you look at always a wide array of opportunities. uh, But the guiding principles that you use to stay on a healthy career trajectory for yourself and being within the talent skills and abilities that you know you have. Yeah. So what I've really been focused on this year is transformation. Transformation is my word for the year. And in my career, I'm taking that word with me into transformation. And what does that mean? It means uh, doing the work now that will allow me to really invest my time and my energy in my gifts and talents that God's given me. Do more of that. That's the habit. That's the goal I'm working on. More writing, more speaking, more training, uh, more connecting. Those are the gifts that I feel like uh, I have. And less of the day-to-day. And less of, you know, the, the things that, you know, an operations manager or something like that would do in a business. And a lot of times, uh, and I'm going through it right now, that's the plan. That's what you want to do. But sometimes you got to do both, right? And so yeah. that's where I am. And so how do you do both? Well, you, you don't do both by, or you, you don't get discouraged when you have to do both. You just have to be more strategic in your planning to where, what you're most equipped to do doesn't get put by the side. So it's like the urgent versus the important that we, you know, that you hear about the habit of making sure the important always gets attention. Mm. 
All right. Now the personal spoke, what you do for you, the fun, the hobbies, the joys, the play. And I'm going to pull one out that I know I, I, cause I love, I love this about you. Cause I share it with you. You like to cook, you like to grill food. And I am the proud recipient of you at my house, on my back deck, on my grill, making your famous homemade salsa on the grill. Uh, but go from there and tell us what are the, what are the other fun things? Oh, so I just wrote a chapter for the new book, Live to Win, and it's the personal mm-hmm. chapter. And so one of the ways that I described, you know, what is the personal spoke of the wheel? Think of it as the things that give you energy. What gives you energy? When you do that, your spirit lifts, your the pep in the step goes. And it's different for everybody. Some people get energy from sewing. Some people get energy from taking a 15-mile, you know, hike in the in the mountains. Some people get energy from going to a, a sporting event with thousands of people. Other people, they get energy by taking a book into a quiet corner. Mm. And so a habit for me that gives me energy, of course, I, I do like to cook. Making hot sauce is kind of fun. That gives me energy because it's a creative process. A lot yeah. of things that give me energy are kind of interesting. You know, I wrote in the book, uh, Painting a Fence. When I have, uh, and this has happened a couple of times, when you have so many big decisions in your life, you kind of feel overwhelmed. I like to find a project that has a beginning and an end that I can almost do it mindlessly. And so I had this big project that when I was going through a lot of stuff a few years ago, and it was, I didn't, my fence needed to be stained. And so I made a decision. Instead of staining in and paying somebody or staining in and get the sprayer, I went and bought paint. And I got one of those six-inch wide paint brushes, and I painted hundreds of, you know, the the fence uh, posts one at a time. Yeah. And it was so refreshing because even though I might go out there for only a couple hours at a time, I could see, wow, I finished that. And I processed through so many of the thoughts that I had in my mind. So those are two, you know, a couple of things that give me energy is just finding a physical thing that I can do that allows me to think while I do it. That, you know, it reminds me when you talk about the things that give you energy. And I actually got this first from uh, John Eldridge, the author of Wild at Heart. And he talked about that we so often, you know, come home from the end of the day and we seek relief you know, take the shoes off and plop down on the, on the couch and maybe watch a show or whatever. And nothing wrong with that. But he talked about, do, do we ever, uh, let's say a Saturday when we plop down and bag of chips and watch some ball games and stuff, that's, that's relief. And that's okay sometimes, but do we ever get up from that going, man, oh, I feel great. I am ready to tackle the world. He says that's, we don't get that from relief. We get that from renewal. What are the things that we do that actually renew us? And like, I, I thought of that because you talk about what are the things that actually give you energy that renew you, that refill you. And I think that we as a culture have somewhat fallen away from those things. And we just have, we just take the time just for relief, very different things that I feel like you pointed out there. Great charge to come back to that. What actually renews us? One more yeah. thing. Um, when I'm draining, when I haven't had enough sleep, when pressure's building up, I will text and call my who. And my who are my three or four very close friends. I'll say, hey, I love you. I appreciate you. What's going on? And I, my, my intention is just to pour into them. And a lot of times it's just a couple of text messages, a five-minute call. 
And all of a sudden, I feel totally different. Yeah. And so that is an energy-building thing uh, that adds value to somebody else at the same time because I'm not saying it for any other reason than it's true. And I've I've got another – that's because I've gone to another energy-building thing, which is the gratitude list. Mm. And so when I get into my gratitude list, the first thing on it is the people who mean the most, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, when you when you can do – the personal wheel of that spoke is about things that create the energy that allows you to do what God created you to do. And so those are just a few of my habits that I do. Love that. I am, uh, as soon as we hang up here, I'm going to have lunch with two of my closest friends to do just that. So thanks for the confirmation there. Well, hey, Tom, always a gift to get the behind the scenes and see what makes you tick that we are all, me especially, the proud beneficiaries of. Thanks, brother. All right. Well, there you go, folks. The Daily Successful Habits of Tom Ziegler, CEO of Ziegler Inc. and son of Zig Ziegler himself. If you got value from this show, let Tom and the Ziegler team know. Leave a review in iTunes. Then email us at thanks at ZieglerShow.com and tell us your iTunes username so we can send you a copy of Zig Ziegler and Tom Ziegler's book, Born to Win, an actual hard copy. Coming up next in show 566, we hear a classic message, more than classic, from Zig Ziglar on priming the pump. This message was foundational for Zig's entire mission. If you heard it once or 10 times, you need to hear it again. And then step back and audit yourself to gauge how well are you adhering to these principles. Well, from the message I asked on Facebook at my Agent K. Miller page where I invite you to friend me so you can join in the weekly conversation. I ask, will you share a story of doing more than what was required in a job and benefiting from it, getting paid more, getting a promotion, getting a better opportunity? Just incredible responses, of course, that Tom Ziegler himself and I talked through. Really, really inspiring. Well, till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <laughs>